Praise God. Praise God. We're part of the family that's been born again. Part of the family whose love knows no end. And so we thank God for everyone of you, those of you who are here, those of you who have been here, those of you who just came recently, those of you who, praise God, came a few years ago. We love you with the love of the Lord and we pray that in this next season, praise God, that God will use you to be a blessing to someone else, especially those who are not yet saved. Because people need the Lord. Amen? People need the Lord. And God has strategically positioned you. Amen? Maybe in your family, on your job, in your community, in a WhatsApp group, whatever it is. Amen? So that you can be a shining light to lead someone else to Jesus Christ. Make sure you're doing just that. Praise God. I want you to turn to me in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23. Last week Sunday I was invited to, please stand when you found it, I was invited to minister the word at the Denby Agricultural Showground during the gospel concert. And the Lord gave me a word which really had to do with the fruit of the Spirit. Because, as you know, Denby deals with agricultural produce and livestock and all kinds of fancy stuff. And sometimes you see some of the biggest fruits and most beautiful produce that is on display at Denby. And as the Lord impressed upon me to come from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, uh, to show and to share with that group that the most impressive fruit that would be on display in Denby last week was the fruit of the Spirit. How many believe that? There's nothing, I don't care how big your breadfruit or orange or bananas, plantains can be. There is nothing that even comes close. There is nothing that even compares with the fruit of the Spirit. And so, I want to share with you this morning on the thought from Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is is joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, and it continues, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. No law. My message to you this morning, love is what we need. Look at three people and tell them, love is what we need. Yeah, love is what we need. Love is what we need. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we look to you this morning.
We thank you that you are love. Yes, Lord, you are love. And you gave because you love. Teach us to love like you love. Teach us to embrace the love of God in our hearts. Speak into our hearts right now a word of life-transforming power in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. Again, we say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Love is what we need. And the word of God also says in 1 John chapter 3, reading from verse 11, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. For this is the message. We're actually just reading a few more verses. That you heard from the beginning that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. Hmm? Notice the words being used here. Not as Cain, who was of the, what kind of one? Wicked one. And murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil. Hmm? His works were evil. And his brother's works righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. Hmm? Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us. We also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Hmm? Yes. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, I write... Uh, my little children, let us love in, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Mighty God. Brethren, we have been called to a higher level of love. And God has proven 
his love to us by giving us his son. One of the greatest needs of humanity is the need for love. We need, we all need to be loved. Not true. Come on, talk to me. We all need to be loved. And God has proven this by giving us his son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And what you give doesn't have to cost a million dollars. It doesn't even have to cost a hundred dollars. But when you love, when you truly love, you will give. Can somebody say amen? amen. Praise the name of the Lord. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. And it's nothing in us that merited the favor of God. As a matter of fact, that's why the word grace is used. Because grace means what? The unmerited favor. It means there is nothing you did, there's nothing you are doing, there's nothing you can do to deserve the kind of love that God gives to you. But it's just grace. Somebody say, it's just grace. It's just the grace of God. And thank God for his grace. You know, it is said that when Martin Luther, not king, but when Martin Luther was, had written his Bible and it was being printed, in the printry, a page, a piece of paper fell to the floor and they never missed it. However, the daughter of the printry, of the owner of the printry, found it and took it to her mother and said, Mom, look, I found this on the floor. It must have fell from the manuscript. And she said, what does it say? What is it? And the daughter said, well, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And that was it on that bit of paper. The mother scoffed at it and said, I, I don't, this doesn't make sense. He gave what? The daughter said, Mommy, if God loved me enough to give me anything, I don't have to be afraid of him. This is a God I want to know. So whether he gave his life or something else, and aren't we so happy today that we can declare, not only did God give his life, not only did God give his son to die for us, but God has given us so much that can make us who we are, that can give us the assurance that we need. God has given us peace, love, joy, happiness, temperance, meekness, gentleness. That's why Galatians says the fruit of the Spirit is love. And I came to declare to you today here at Slipe Road, that praise God, what we need is love, and what we need is not just love, but it's the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. It is the love of God that only comes from God. 
One of the things you've got to understand about Galatians 5 and verse 22 then is that it, it, it speaks of the fruit of the what? The fruit of the, the, the spirit. It is the fruit of the spirit. In other words, you and I cannot generate this fruit. It is not the fruit of the believer. It is not the fruit of the Christian. It is the fruit of the spirit. And I'm telling you, if you don't understand this, if you don't seek for the fruit of the spirit to be living and bearing in your life, there are times and situations in which you will not be able to manifest any of these. And please never call it fruits. Just because you see love, joy, peace, we, we tend to want to, because it's plural, it's more than one, we would want to say the fruits of the Spirit. It's just one fruit. Somebody say one fruit. One fruit. So if you have love, joy, peace, but you don't have long-suffering, do you have the fruit of the Spirit? No, you don't. Yeah, Bishop, but three out of nine is not bad. Yeah, three out of nine is bad. In this case, eight out of nine is bad. But you might be on a journey. You might be getting there. And that's okay. But please understand, you should never stop until you're fully there. You need all of these attributes. All of them. Every single one. And nobody can argue with that. It is the fruit of the Spirit. But the good thing is, you were not required to produce it. All you have to do is embrace it, and it will manifest in your life. It is the fruit of the Spirit, so once you get the Spirit, you now have the ability to manifest these fruits. But Bishop, if I had the Spirit, why don't the Spirit just manifest? No, no, no. You have a car in the parking lot, don't you? Yeah, you, 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 you can't just sit in the car and expect it to take you where you want to go. I know these days they're making cars that are driven by artificial intelligence, but there is something in there, a computer, that is even uh, controlling it that you will have to program or speak to and tell it. But in the traditional combustion engine car, You've got to turn on the ignition. You've got to put it in gear. You've got to press the gas for it to go. But you have an engine in there. But it's of no use to you until you engage it. So you have the Spirit of God in you. But it's of no use to you. The fruit will be, will be absent until you embrace it. Until you decide you want to see these qualities and these things happening in your life. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Can somebody say amen? I believe this is why, this is why we have such a hard time forgiving people. Because we have not allowed the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit to dominate. We have not encouraged the fruit of the Spirit to grow in our lives. So, so we are trying to forgive. Let me tell you something. When some people do you some things, you cannot 
possibly find it in your human carnal self to let it go and forgive them. Can I get a witness here this morning? Come on, don't be afraid. People will do you some stuff that if it's up to you, if it's up to you, if it's up to you, you will die before you let it go. They will die before you forgive. But praise God when you understand that the fruit of the Spirit, when it's fully active in your life, you can let it go. You can see them and not be hurt. You don't have to swallow when you see them coming. You don't have to cross the other side. You don't have to be hypocritical and say praise the Lord when you don't mean it because the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace is manifesting in your life and you can really let it go. You can really let it go. Somebody put your hands together and praise God. I spoke of the young man who caused us to witness the funeral last week in Maypen of a brother, Demisha Wright, and her four children. And I heard the Prime Minister saying, what could have gotten into this man to do this? And that's a good question. That's a reasonable statement. What could have gotten into this man to do that? And others were asking the same question. Well, I came to tell you this morning, we know what got into him. It's the same thing that got into Cain. And that's why the Bible called him that wicked one. It's not, not that Cain was wicked, but it's the spirit of evil that consumed him and overtook him and got him to a place where he committed murder. My God, it's one thing to say what could have gotten into him that would make him do this. But I declare today, I know what could have gotten into him to prevent it. And what is that? What could have gotten into him to prevent it? It's the fruit the fruit of the Spirit, if he had the love of God in him, if he had the fruit of the Spirit, he could not do it even if he wanted to do it. Something would restrain him. Something would hold him back because it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's long-suffering, it's gentleness, it's goodness, it's faith. The fruit of the Spirit, my God, moderates your behavior, moderates your thinking, regulates your actions, the fruit of the Spirit. And some of us in church, we're filled with the Holy Ghost, but we're filled with some other things too because we open doors and allow the enemy to come in. We open doors and allow spirits to control us and lead us into things and behavior that's not consistent with the Spirit of Christ. Come on, don't look at me like that. Some of you, mighty God, when, when you begin to cuss, you, you cuss worse than the unsaved. Am I talking to anybody here this morning? 
Can I get a witness here this morning? Don't make some people begin to curse you out, you know. And I mean even believers. God help you. You shame like a dog. How can that be the love of Christ? How can that be the fruit of the Spirit? It is not. But they have the Spirit. I'm not going to argue that they are not filled with the Spirit of God. I know people filled with the Spirit of God. But mighty God, they just don't allow. They, don't, they just don't submit themselves to the leadings of the Spirit. And if you can't submit yourself to the leading of the Spirit, if you can't be led of God, then you just are led of the enemy. You are led of that wicked one. You are led of the evil that's in you. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, you wicked one, you. You afraid? There is no good thing in any of us. If it had not been for the blood of Jesus, if it had not been for the love of God that was shed abroad in our hearts, we would just think evil continually. We would do evil continually as sure as night follows day. But God, Glory be to God. But God. But God. He touched me with a finger of his love. He picked me up and turned me around. He planted my feet on solid ground. And that's why today I have the ability to allow the spirit of God to bear the fruit of God in my life. So when I feel like slapping you, the grace of God will hold me and say no way. When I feel like uttering some words that really wants me to tell you a piece of my mind and to give you a piece of my mind, the grace of God restrains me and holds me back. Can I get a witness in this place today? And you can't allow your flesh to rule. You can't allow this man, self, flesh to dominate. You've got to be subjected to the spirit of Christ. You've got to be committed to the laws of God. Because there is a law in your body that's warring against the spirit of God. But when you submit to Christ, you can say, God, like Jesus said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will but thy will be done. You need a nevertheless attitude because there are times when you really feel like just, just going off on people. There are times when you just feel like giving up on people. Oh, I've been waiting long enough on you. I've been patient with you long enough. I have forgiven you so many times before and you still keep offending me you expect me to forgive you again well that's what they asked jesus wasn't it how many times should we forgive those that offend us what did jesus say 70 times seven in 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 one day 490 times in one day in one day 
mighty God. Anybody here has ever been offended by anybody 490 times in one day? Raise your hand. No, sir. That's kind of impossible, Elder. 70 times 7 in one day. And that's what Christ has called us to do. How can you do that? Let's say even seven times in one day, the person keeps nagging you and, and stabbing you and, and, and harming you. The same thing over and over. And they're asking you to forgive them. There comes a time when you say, look, enough is enough. You're not serious about this. The truth. That's how we are in the flesh. But Christ says, you got to do it 70 times 7. Why? Because he has given us the Spirit of God. He has given us the fruit of the Spirit. And with the fruit of the Spirit, the first one that's mentioned is love. And when you have the love of God, I'm telling you, it will make you do things that you are totally incapable of doing all by yourself. It will make you forgive people that are unforgivable. It will make you love people who are unlovable. It will make you care for people who don't deserve your time and your effort. But the grace of God, somebody put your hands together and praise God. And the love of God pushes us into a direction the fruit of the Spirit causes us to behave in ways that are consistent with the Word of God. Now, is there any wonder why so many people struggle to live up to the expectations of God? He said, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And yet we struggle. And some people even go as far as to say, well, that's impossible. Oh, God expects us to be, be perfect like he's perfect. That's impossible. Well, if you understand the context that is there and what is being said, remember now, even when you slip and fall, God does not write you off. He has given you a mediator between himself and man. And when you apply the principle of repentance, God washes you and cleanses you. So we're not talking about legalism here. Neither are we talking about just disregarding the word of God. And just because you know that you can be forgiven, you just go and live anyhow. No, no, no. But my God, I want to declare in this house today that when you submit yourself to the perfect will of God, you will find something developing in you that pulls you to the side of Christ rather than dragging you to the side of the flesh. This is why the Bible says every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So see, it's your own lust. It's already in you. Whenever you sin, it's because that inclination, that proclivity was already in you and you were drawn away of your own lust. And when you become enticed by it, then sin is going to be conceived. But I declare today in the name of Jesus Christ 
that those of us who have made up our minds to walk with God, to go God's way, the fruit of the Spirit is there to always overpower any force of darkness that's trying to get us to go the wrong way. The light of love, the light of love will cancel out the darkness of hate. The light of love will cancel out the darkness of sin. All you've got to do is say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Somebody put your hands together and praise the name of the Lord. So now, here is the key. Whenever you need to activate this kind of love that is not possible in the flesh, because it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of the flesh. It speaks of the works of the flesh. Remember, verse 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit. So the word but is telling you that there is a conversation that has been going on before we get to verse 22. And when you look in verse 19, it tells you what that conversation is. Uh, now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. What are they? See it on the screen. What are they? Adultery. What next? Next. 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 Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, huh? envies, murders, my God, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, hmm? that they who do such things shall not shall not somebody say shall not shall not inherit the kingdom of god but there you go now there you go it's switching you now from the works of the flesh not to the works of the spirit but the fruit of the spirit something that bears something that takes time a fruit doesn't you don't pass a tree today like this and it's just leaves even with blossom and tomorrow you come there is a fruit no it goes through a process it goes through time you don't plant a seed today and see a tree with fruits tomorrow but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace and goes on so what's the word but it's contrasting the the works of the flesh with the fruit of the spirit and what I'm trying to say, brethren, is you will never be able to get away from the works of the flesh unless you embrace the fruit of the Spirit. And until the fruit of the Spirit begins to manifest in your life, until the fruit of the Spirit begins to become a part of your daily desire, mighty God, you are going to be struggling in the works 
of the flesh. You are going to want to commit murder. You are going to want to lash out with your tongue. You are going to want to just hate people because that's the works of the flesh. But thank God he has given us the spirit of grace. Thank God he has baptized us with a heavenly baptism. Thank God he has changed our mindset by infusing the spirit of God in our lives. And now the fruit of the spirit will cause us to love when we want to hate. Can I get a witness here this morning? And nobody, nobody does the will of God without allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be developed in their lives. I might have told you this before. I want to tell you again. I was driving on the road a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And I, I won't say whether it's this church or Portmore or whatever, but one of the two churches. And... And uh, as I approached a traffic light, I saw one of our members. And I could tell my windows were up. And so, you know, I wasn't hearing anything, but I had to stop because of the traffic light. And when I stopped at the traffic light, I saw the member animated. And I knew she was in a fuss and a fight. Not fist fight, but arguing because of just the body language and the gesticulation. So I rolled down my window just an inch so I could hear what was going on. This is our member. And brethren, I kid you not, based on the conversation, based on the words, Sister Carol, based on the language, I could have sworn she was a dressmaker. She was dealing with so many cloths. And they weren't cotton, they weren't polyester, they weren't satin. They weren't <laughs> back run. They weren't linen either. I'm serious. Baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Mighty God. The works of the flesh will always come out if you don't allow the fruit of the Spirit to dominate and control your life and control your tongue, control your mind. Let me ask you something. When you squeeze an orange, what do you get? Not just juice, you get orange juice. When you squeeze a grapefruit, what do you get? If you were able to crush and squeeze an apple, what would you get? apple juice so when you are squeezed whatever comes out of you is what was already it's in you that's why the Bible says in this flesh dwells no 
good thing. So when I told you earlier to turn to the person and said, hey, you wicked one, I'm serious. The flesh is a mess. This arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. And whenever you are squeezed, whenever somebody rubs you the wrong way, whatever comes out of you is what was in you. So look at your neighbor now and say, so what's in you? What is in you? Is it the fruit of the Spirit? Or is it the works of the flesh? Think about it. Because if it's the works of the flesh that's in you, remember now we're still in the flesh. We're still in the flesh. When you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, you're not looking at the spirit. You're looking at the... And when you fix up yourself, when you comb your hair and you nice up yourself, you're looking at the flesh. But the flesh is a mess. And sometimes a hot mess too. And how does it feel? When you step in mess. Brethren, this arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. Don't think you are so holy. Don't think you are so spiritual. Don't think you are so saved. Don't think for one moment that you're so close to Jesus. Oh, I just fasted for 21 days, Bishop. Are you me worry about? Because are you the devil of comfort? Are you him a contempt? Are you him one bring down? Oh, you mean, Bishop? Yeah. You don't remember when Jesus fasted for 40 days. 40 days, and he was up there in the wilderness, and he came down. And what was the first episode? After that 40 day fast. An encounter with the devil. And what did the devil say to him? If you are the son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. Knew he was hungry. After 40 days man. Come on you're weak like rat. And you say but that was Jesus. No, no. He did it as a man. The devil tempted him, but he said, get thee behind me, Satan. So, although you are fasting, although you are in consecration, you've got to understand, that's when the devil is trying to destroy you. That's when he's trying to see what's inside of you. Is it the works of the flesh that's at play, or is it the fruit of the spirit that is dominating your life? I came to tell Slipe Road today, my God, love is what we need because God is love and love is God and the fruit of the Spirit is love and when you walk in love, when you drive in love, talk about driving in love, let me, let me, let me slow down right there. Because I don't know about you, you know, but 
I still have a problem when I'm driving and somebody come to cut me off and bad drive me, you know. Yeah, man, I'm being honest with you. The Bible says we must confess our faults one to another. Any driver here can be honest to say you don't like when other drivers just bad drive you, sir. Not true. I don't like it. I don't like it. And there was a time when I said not, no, no way. And I would force and fight to maintain my right. But you know what? The fruit of the spirit has been growing and maturing. The fruit of the spirit causes me to just allow them. Because the truth of the matter is, it's not even preventing you from reaching where you're going a minute later. That's the truth. So, make them go on. Somebody said, make them go on. But it takes the fruit of the spirit. Patience. Self-control. Which is there as temperance. That's what temperance means. Self-control. Yes. self Control. So you have got to have the fruit of the Spirit maturing in your life to the point where you can control yourself. You have control over that vehicle. You have control over the gas pedal and the brake pedal. You can move from the gas to the brake. It doesn't matter. It feels bad. It feels like you're cheated. It feels like they're robbing you of your right. But so what? Let them go. Matter of fact, sometimes God might be protecting you from a truck that's coming around the corner to collide into you. I'm not saying it should collide into them either. Pray. Let's hope it doesn't collide into anybody. But at least it causes you to slow down and back off. And you miss that accident. Hallelujah. Glory be to God, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, love is what we need. Love is what we need, brethren. If that young man had the fruit of the Spirit in his life, he could never have stabbed and slain that, that, that mother, I think his cousin, and her four children the way he did it. If the love of God was in him, and what Jamaica needs right now is love. What we need is love. Oh, more love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. We need love. Look at three people and tell them what we need is love. Tell three people Jamaica needs love. Jamaica needs love. Marriages need love. I said marriages need love. Marriages need love. Oh God, send love in our marriages. Send love in our homes. What we need is love. Jamaica needs love. And the church of the living God needs love. Somebody stand to your feet. Put your hands together and say, send us some more love, God.
remain standing. It's not even that we're asking God to send us more love. He sent us all the love he can ever and will ever send. For God so loved the world that he demonstrated it by giving his only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish. So we can't really ask God to send more love. What we need to ask him to do is to make our hearts more receptive to the love of God. We need to ask him to make our hearts more receptive of the fruit of the Spirit. We need to ask him to allow us to understand what the fruit of the Spirit means and that it's not the fruit of the flesh because those are works. The flesh has no fruit, no good thing. But when the fruit of the Spirit begins to permeate our hearts, mighty God, oh yes, you will love the one that hates you. You will love the one that lies on you. You will love the person who, who persecutes you and says all manner of evil against you falsely for his name's sake. Because the love of God is all over your heart. Lift your hands and worship God this morning. Love is what we need. Love is what we need. Jamaica needs love. The church needs love. Marriages need love. Bosses need love. Employees need love. Everybody needs love. And God is love. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. And I hope you love everybody with the love of the Lord. Yes. I need you. I need you to survive. 